it is 3 a.m. And I'm about to sit here and talk to y'all about my ex. <laughs> Exes. It sounds like a recipe for disaster, <laughs> if you ask me. Whoo, Jesus. Okay, honestly, I like that we're doing the Deer series. I like that we did Baby Shay, Baby Nye, Future Shay, Future Nye. And if you haven't listened to those, go back. I think they're really good episodes. And personally, I love them because honestly, they're a little bit liberating. The Baby Shay episode, while I did tell you guys that I held back uh, during the recording, there were things that I wrote down for myself. There were things that I resurfaced myself behind the scenes that were really helpful and well very they contributed to my healing process that is now ongoing for me and I love that and then doing the recording for future Shay was like girl you have so much coming for you like you have no idea and you are still going into a, a woman so just I love that I love that and now that we're doing this I don't know I don't know why Nye was like all right exes (laughs) but I think all of this contributes to being liberated and freeing yourself and coming to a better understanding of yourself as a woman and you need to really kind of take the mask off of every party of yourself and that does include your yourself in relationships so um so yeah how y'all doing <laughs> how are you guys doing i hope everyone's doing very very well despite corona and all the shit that's coming with it i hope that you're doing okay and i know it's something that we like we keep bringing it up but literally this is part of our life now it's part of our everyday life. Every day, I mean, I stopped watching the news, but the fact that there are some things in my life that are on hold is all due to the Rona. So I just hope that you're finding a way to stay happy, stay sane, stay motivated. I've recently started getting into B. Simone and watching her journey. I don't even think... Like, I feel like I didn't like her at first. Like, I was watching Wild and Out, and, but I don't like a lot of the people on Wild and Out, so that ain't saying much. But I started really getting into her journey and learning about her and seeing a lot of parallels between us, like, seeing a, a lot of how we are the same. Uh, and it's, it's actually pretty scary. But just watching her journey, I'm just like, wow. Like, Wow. I really love her. I love her. And I love her mentality. And yeah, she's been a big inspiration to me, like during this whole thing, because now I have time to sit. I also always watch YouTube, but this was my time to really sit and be like, let me get into somebody on YouTube. And it's been B. Simone. So shout out to her. Hopefully she listens to Black Girl Tea. (laughs) Or if not, she will one day and she'll, she'll hear this episode and be happy um but anyway i guess let's get into it i was stalling if you didn't realize that but that's okay uh <laughs> so okay 
as far as relationships, I serious, serious, like this is you are my mister, you are my miss. Like as far as those like serious relationships, I've only had two. And the first one was it has only been two years. So the first one was last year and then the other one was this year. Uh before that, anybody before that? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really... We knew that, though. I'm not even, like, trying to shit on anyone. But we weren't in serious relationships. We were kind of in that first, like, oh, we're talking. We're, like, dating, trying to figure it out. See if we actually want to be together. Or they were straight fuck buddies. I'm going to keep it a buck. We would just meet up. That's... I've mentioned Harry on this podcast a couple of times, I think. And Harry was that person who was just, like... Yeah, we're, we can tussle a little bit, like, once in a while. But I don't really think it's going to get too serious. Uh, and it never did. I mean, for a little bit, it might have seemed like it, it could have gotten there. But it didn't really get that serious. So I've only had two serious, serious relationships in my life. And so I think I'm just going to spotlight on those, too. Because, yeah, the other ones were, like, they were kid shit. Yeah, they were kid shit. But as far as like a like true adult one, it's been two. So the first one, this is dear dear to you, and they probably know who they are. Uh, I guess I won't say names. That's the one thing I'll be discreet about. I won't say names, but I'll be very transparent about everything else. I do, like I said in the baby Shay episode, I held back, and so. I think moving forward, I really, really just, I don't want to give a fuck. Like, I just want to say what I got to say and be, and be happy with it. So I'm going to do that. So the first relationship was last year. We met in New York City. I was visiting because at the time I was still living in Stanford, Connecticut. I was in New York City for the weekend with some bros hanging out. We decided one night we were going to go to a bar, and we did that. We were I was already half drunk before I was, like, leaving the crib. And then when we got to the bar, just we bar hopped. And <laughs> y'all know a, a good night out, like, when you already go out kind of tipsy, like, it's just a great night from there, for the most part, if everybody could hold their liquor. But we got super lit. And I remember that was the first time I had gotten that lit, like, since college. I had not really been that free and open and publicly drunk like that. We end up going outside, and we're talking to, like, this group of people. And I see this guy who's, like, being super quiet, like, hat on, burp all the way over the eyes, like. And I go bother him. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, what are you, you're mad quiet. We end up talking for maybe close to an hour and, like, hugged up, too. But sometimes that happens when you're drunk, of course. We exchange numbers. And I think nothing of it. Also, I'm super drunk, and I can barely remember this man's face. And so I just, I thought nothing of it. I thought, okay, you're out for a night, and that's probably going to be it. You're not going to talk to this person after. I, you don't. You know how many people have my number? Like, when you're out and you're just talking to people and you guys exchange info, you don't think anything of it. And the next day, it was 
a Sunday. The next day was a Sunday. And we had started talking as sober people. I think he was sober that night anyway. But we started talking as sober people. We had a really great conversation. And we had decided that we would go on a date. And I was like, oh, okay. So this this person that I randomly met, like, I guess it's gonna this is going to be it. We end up going on our date. Our first date, we end up matching, like, head to toe. It's actually pretty scary. And it was so cute, but it was, like, kind of scary at the same time. We had two dates back to back. I He picked one day, and then the other day I was like, I'll pick. Because I don't mind picking a date. And he asked me out officially, and we ended up dating. Now, of course, there's a honeymoon phase in relationships where you you guys are just you guys talk every day. Uh, you constantly, like, you just want to be with that person all the time. Because, of course, you're just getting to know them. And we had that phase, of course. But we were still long distant. I was still living in Stanford at the time. But it was, I made it known that, you know, I am going to be moving back to New York soon. So we won't have to do this long distance thing much longer. But uh, certain things, like, I do want to make sure that we communicate well and that, you know, things don't get lost in translation because distance is hard. Uh, and if it's not, if you don't think it is, then that's fine. It's up to what you can take and what you can handle. But for me, it was kind of, it was a little tough. And I wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that my partner knew that distance didn't have to be the, like our problem. It didn't have to be our problem as long as we work through it. And I thought that the best way to work through it would be through communicating and through uh, just keeping up to date and just still still being present even though there was a, a distance. And things were good at the time. But then there was like a sudden lack of communication. And I never know how to do... I know I'm not recording at 3 a.m. and he's doing some shit outside. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm someone who is very... I'm very, very into communication. And this is coming from someone who doesn't like to talk. <laughs> I do not like... Sometimes I don't want to talk. And sometimes I just... I want to do the non-verbal communicating thing. But... If I need to, and when I know that it's imperative, I do make sure that I communicate in all all shapes and senses of the word. And not a lot of people are, are interested in that. We all say we are. I feel like a lot of people say that they are, but when it comes to it, they're not, they don't want that. And that was something my partner had expressed that he wanted. I want you to be honest with me. I want you to be open and... It just seemed like when I was doing that, it wasn't, like, appreciated. It was kind of met with, like, uh, I just, like, I can't, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And it was hard to deal with that first. And I, I remember just being like, I had a like, I'm, I'm probably going to leave. Because, like, that was, like, one of the deciding factors for me. If we can't communicate, then we have nothing. There were times where he would just, like, ghost for, like, a couple of days and then pull up. 
like nothing happened. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm com- I was ever completely right in this situation. I've learned that sometimes people do need their space and they do need a time where they just go away for a couple days, maybe they need a week. But this is something that I I talked to I about. I think that because our dating culture and because of how ghosting is very prevalent like we cannot navigate relationships the same way. We cannot just disappear for three to five days, business days on end, because it, it does seem like you're ghosting without word. This is without word, I'm saying, because it does seem like you're ghosting. That is just how our dating culture is, and it's something that's so common. And I just didn't think, like, we just were not on the same page. And so I left. I left a couple of times. I left maybe, I think a total of three times I left this person. And they would come back and they would apologize and I would take them back. And same thing would happen. Like, there was, there would be no change to behavior. And then finally, I I got to a point. Listen, there, I, there's a quote and I, I might misquote it, but... It was saying that you'll take a person back many, many times until you start to hate them. And that was something that happened to me. After a while, I started to, I was taking him back so many times. Like we would patch him up so many times. And then I got to a point where I just really did not like him. And all the things that, you know, you're able to <laughs> throw by the wayside and be like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like it becomes a huge freaking deal. And you get very, like, mad. And that's what happened to me. And I'm glad it did because I feel like that's what gave me the overall strength to be like, yeah, this is done. It took me to really, like, to start to dislike him, for me to really pull away. And so that breakup, it didn't bother me. didn't hurt me as much as I thought it would. So I was, I was really happy. And then this is the same person who in a previous episode I mentioned that I got closure from because we ended up talking uh, months later. And of course, I'm the kind of person who will say my wrongdoings and I did that. And I mentioned how there were things that I could have handled better in our situation. And he did too. And we... We did the closure thing, but we decided that it we didn't have to. That closure did not mean rekindling. And we came, we came to that end. And so to you, this ex that I'm talking about, I, I really hope that you learn effective communication. <laughs> That's really it. And I hope a lot of people learn that because it's not even just him. There are a lot of people who don't want to communicate effectively, don't want to show their emotions. Like, it's all residual of the culture that we're in. Like, we we think that we could just do what we want to do and not care about how it's going to affect people. And I get it. I understand, like, 
not wanting to apologize for every little thing and just trying to be yourself. But I feel like when you decide you're going to be in a relationship, you do have to consider. There is There are things you have to consider. And... I hope that... I hope that you find it in yourself to be more vulnerable as well in your relationships. And that's something that I know a lot of men are just going to have to work on. That's something that I'm learning as as an adult. I feel like sometimes women, we try to figure out men, figure them out, understand where they're coming from. And I, I like that there are people trying to do that work. But there's a part of me that's like, I'm never going to feel, I'm never, I'm like, I'm never, ever, ever, sorry. I'm never, ever, ever going to figure out these niggas. (laughs) Like, they're just, they're so different. And I understand, there's a lot of uh, stuff that they're dealing with too that we don't know about when it comes to dating culture. There's, it's so much, it's just so much. And for me, for past Shay, who was dating this person, I wish that I wish that you saw the first time that it probably wouldn't pan out, that it probably wouldn't work the way you wanted it to. I wish it didn't take three, four times for me to get it. And we actually recently spoke, if you, listen, if you believe in all the planetary stuff, there's a retrograde happening right now in Venus. And from what I've read, a lot of things are supposed to be happening in terms of communication of past people. And he actually did express an interest in rekindling. Now this happened like, Maybe two weeks ago. And of course, when things like this happen, I just go to nine. I'm like, bro, this is what's happening. Boom, that's it. Like, (laughs) I just need to go and just let someone know. But there was a part of me that considered a rekindle. And I don't know if that's because I'm just sick and (laughs) that's probably just because I'm sick in the head. But I do believe people can change as well. So I did, I heard him out. Like, I I listened to the whole, whatever he had to say and accepted the apology and considered, like, I don't move as quick as I do anymore. And I love that. I mean, I, as I did, because I used to move quick. Like, somebody would come and be like, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. Um, I'm going to change. And I'd be like, boom, okay, cool. We're good. We're great. Let's keep it moving. But now I've learned to kind of like take a step back, really kind of see if the person he's going to put in the fucking work and then decide if I want to move forward with things. And so that's kind of the approach that I'm taking right now with this, the past situation. But so far there's been no progress. (laughs) So... There's been no progress. There's been talk of wanting to rekindle and wanting to fix and wanting to work on communication things. And after that, I kind of just left it to God and was like, all right, well, 
he said what he said and I'm listening, but I, I want to see action as well. I haven't seen action. And so therefore I had like, I've just let that situation just sit on the back burner for now. I'm, I've no, I'm no longer in, in a position or putting myself in a position where I'm giving more than I'm receiving. And that's that on that. So that was the first like serious relationship and little things I've learned from that. And then as you guys know, there's, there's a more recent one. So I have been single for that whole time. Of course, there's that one person that you guys know has been around for the three years. He's, he's not serious. He's, he's the bang buddy when there's no permanent bang buddies. Uh, but otherwise I've been completely single for that whole time because you do need a, you need a space. Please take your time. If you have been in something even if it was a short amount of time, feelings get you can be with somebody for like a month, but it feels like you've been with them forever. And that's what I felt with my most recent relationship. Take your time in going for the next thing. Just pay yourself first in time. That's it. That's that's what I have to say about that. So the second one, as you guys know, because we kept you guys updated for the most part about this one. This one was really short-lived, but it actually, like I said, you can be with someone for a short amount of time, but it just feels like you've been with them for forever. This one started in February. Yeah, that was the first time we did this. Our love updates. Yeah. Started in February, like mid-February, and it took off really quick, very quick. I'm never against it, because I understand. Like, (laughs) I'm the Miss Lovey Love 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 all the time, so when things happen quick like that, I I don't think it's a red flag. I just think that it's a matter of you vibing with somebody on a really great level. And so this one was, we met through the same, um, through Be Okay, I think. I think. Listen, Nye, Nye made me do that, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, there's no longer an app on my phone. The only, no, I took all those shits off after that. <laughs> there's just too much happening. But anyway, that's how we met. And this was the first time that I had met someone, like, not in person first and ended up dating them. It was short-lived because, as I mentioned, we ultimately broke up. But we, it was such a perfect, perfect relationship. My version of perfect because there is no real, perfect is subjective. Please remember that. Perfect is always, always subjective is what you deem as perfect. So, in my opinion, it was my version of perfect. And the beginning was nice. It's it's the honeymoon phase again, where it sounds great. You're talking about the things that you want. You're expressing things that you want for your future. And as you're talking, you kind of try to figure out where that person does fit in your future, especially if you're thinking long-term with this person. And that's how I am when I date. 
So communication is always good, always well. But then you we hit a point where but communicating, like I said, I'm an over communicator did not work for him. And it he thought that it was more nagging than me communicating, that it was more me wanting to argue with him than me communicating, than all the things but what it actually was. And I feel like I tried a lot for a while, for a couple of weeks, because there was there was a moment where we had a tower, like there was like a we had a tower moment where it was like, all right, this is probably gonna fall down. And we would be having extended periods of like not not even feeling each other's presence or not wanting to talk. And that's how you know. That's how you know. When you I'm not saying you need to want to be in somebody's presence all the time, but when it's such an extended period, that's how you know it's it's dwindling, it's about to end. Uh, especially if you guys aren't talking. At least if, you know, I don't want to be in your presence. I, I still want to mm, check in and see how your day is and maybe have, a, like, a productive conversation. But that wasn't happening either. And I got to the point where I really just wanted to be like, so what are, what are we doing? Because I need to know if I need to make a move and go or if we're going to sit and figure it out. And even those conversations seemed like I was, um, I felt like I was beating a dead horse. It felt like he still found it that I was nagging or that he just didn't want to talk about it at the time. Now, granted, he was dealing with some own, his own personal things, which I mentioned, I'm not saying I'm a saint in any relationship I've been in and that... I could have been a little bit more understanding of his situation. But at times I feel like I'm too goddamn understanding. So, you know, like at what point am I is it's costing me who I am because I, I know that I'm a person who's understanding. So now is now you're asking for <laughs> now you're asking for too damn much. OK, too damn much. Um, but also we had a moment where, as I mentioned in my update episode, I ha- we had a moment where he wanted me to have a child. And for our relationship to be so young, it was just like, it was impossible for me at the time. Because of course, like I've mentioned, there are certain things that I think there are levels to commitments. And so before I have a child, I would like to be married. I would like to us to have a place together. I you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to, I wanted to build up certain things that he wanted to skip and just get his, get what he wanted at the time. And that caused a lot of us, a lot of our arguing as well. And that's when I knew I was like, this is, again, this is probably going to be it. This is probably where things are going to end because it was the, for us that last, it was the child thing that kept coming up. And the first time I tried to do the thing, you know, like people always are talking about like, okay, relationships are a little bit of compromise. They're a little bit of give and take. And 
I wanted to do that. And so I made an offer. But that offer, it seemed to work. It seemed to kind of calm everything down to begin with. But then it just, it was good until it wasn't. (laughs) Until, like, until it wasn't, as Kilani's album says. We hit a wall. We really, we really just hit a wall. And then because of whatever bullshit he was going through in his personal life, it trickled over into our relationship. The communication was shot, like shot, completely shot. And then this impossible demand. And I'm not saying impossible in terms of like what my body can give. Impossible in terms of what I can give, what comes out of my body, if that makes sense. It was impossible, such an impossible demand. And to have someone want to skip all the the necessary steps and just jump into that was too much for me. And also, I didn't feel like I was being understood. So I was like, yeah, we got this. This might have to be done. Um, And then ultimately it ended, as I mentioned in the last whatever last episode I talked about um, relationship stuff so yeah and my my to you my letter to you Joe you guys know his name so it's fine um I wish that you saw that someone was trying to fucking love you I wish you saw that I feel like uh he there was a lot of things that he was going through and Feeling like no one was there for him and feeling like he couldn't win. And I I wish that he saw that I wanted him to win. And I wish that he saw that I wanted to take the right steps when it came to us. Uh, What else? And I wish that he didn't think that I was his ex. That was that was part of it too. Thinking that someone is like your ex, similar to your ex, will treat you like your ex treated you. That's not that's not a fair that's not a fair game to play. And it's not a fair don't put anyone in that position. It's not a fair thing to make someone your ex or before they're even actually your ex. You hinder yourself and you hold back and yeah, for me right now, thinking about the stuff that I dealt with, I part of me wishes that I walked away at the first request. <laughs> part of me feels like I should have just like, from the first time he was like, "I want to have a child," I should have been like, <laughs> "I'm out," and just ran away. And I also, I wish that I didn't. beat myself up too much because that's that's what part of this process of healing and um especially going through the breakup which is still even though it's, it's happened about maybe close to a month now it's still something that is bothering me and does bother me every once in a while like I'll be chilling doing something fine on Instagram and I see some especially <laughs> I was telling my friend Sam like I saw um I was on the Instagram Explore page and I saw uh, Joloff Rice because my ex is Ghanaian. <laughs> I, 
I saw the rice and I was thinking about like him and it just I got sad and I like ended up crying. Not over the goddamn rice. Like it was <laughs> it wasn't over the rice, but it was over it was just the, the connections. Because uh, the first time I even ate jollof rice was with him. So, you know, just the connections that it, like the memories that it brought up and stuff. And like I said, even though we weren't together that long, it felt like it. Like when we were together, we would act like, it just felt like we were together for like years and years already. And he probably felt that too, which is maybe the reason why he made such an impossible request of me. But... I wish you had your shit together because I actually really was feeling you. And I'm not saying shit together in that I wish that he had like super big house and a crazy um, super rich career. But emotionally, I wish people could probably like meet me where I am. That's what I want. Like, that's what I am. That's the new thing I'm manifesting. I've never man- tried to manifest it, like trying to manifest a relationship. That's never happened. But now I feel like when I'm thinking about a new partner, I need someone to meet me where I am. Like, in ter- especially in terms of the communicating thing. Because I've learned that I'm an over-communicator. And I've learned that I will, I'm the kind of person that... I need to address, 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 especially in a relationship. I, I, we need to be on the same page if we're going to be a team. There, Of course, there are times where I need to hermit, and I say that. And I will tell you, I'll be like, girl, I need a hermit. I haven't done it in a while. I'm very proud of myself. But if I'm going through some shit, I'm the first person to be like, yeah, I need a minute. I'm going to hermit. And I do that. And I, I want someone who's going to do the same thing. And that's it. If you have dated me or thought you have and we're not together right now, are you dumb? Like, are you dumb? Actually, I would be dumb to be with half of y'all. So, yeah, that's, that's probably really it. Yeah, I'd be dumb to be with half of y'all. Anyway, that closes this out. I feel like in terms of like relationship stories that I hear, I at first I used to be so exhausted because I'm like, I've only been in two relationships and they've both gone to shit because of like them not having communication issues, like not having like the communication style that I want. But then I, I think of some things that other people have been through and I'm just like, all right, like maybe it's not so bad, but it's still hella fucking annoying to deal with. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I wish I had Josh together at the time that it was necessary. Like now I'm not even, I don't even know if now I want to go back and fixed shit I just wish it was like good at the time and that the things that I had commented on and pointed out were received better because then it I don't know I just feel like things would have just been a lot better maybe I'd be in one relationship up until this point like dating is fun don't get me wrong I'm not saying that you shouldn't date and that you should just be one person like 
get the process of getting to know people is fun. It's just the bullshit that comes like later down the line that's like too much to deal with for me. But other than that, I do suggest that you go out and meet mad people. If you have bang buddies, cool. If you're actually dating a bunch of people, cool. If you're in a relationship, cool. Do what you do. Alright, that's it. I'm tired now. It's almost 4 a.m. Love y'all.